this morning. We're glad that you are here and that you are watching online. And uh, also this will be a replay too, available on YouTube and on our podcast channel. So make sure you go and subscribe. So we thank you that you're watching. We know that God has something special for you. And so let's just open up right now with prayer. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're about to do in this nation, that you're not done with America. And even as your word goes forth this morning, Lord God, that you will anoint every ear to hear what the Spirit has to say. We thank you, Lord God, that you are shaking America right now, but the church will come out on top. We thank you, Lord God, that you're with us. And if you're with us, who can be against us? And we thank you, Lord God, as I minister the word this morning, that you would anoint my tongue, even as the pen of a ready writer, to deliver your word, Lord God. That as I begin to speak your word, and that as faith comes alive in the hearts of your people, Lord God, that they will begin to pray, but they will also begin to act, Lord God. And that there is a great spiritual awakening, I believe, that is happening. And we're right in the midst of it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, amen. Well, good morning, River Church. We're glad that uh, you two that are watching and listening, hallelujah, that you will be touched and transformed. So, you know, really, if I'm going to, to, to label this this morning or give it a title this morning, I would simply call it, It's Not Over. Amen? It's not over. You know, What's going on right now? We can see, I mean, who can see as this coronavirus is out there? I mean, what's happening right now? Is anyone with me here? Amen? Amen. So, I mean, we can see this, that many people are in fear. Many people have anxiety. Many people are worried. Many people are troubled. You see the church even in compromise. You see the church, it's like as easily just surrendered surrendered a lot of its rights but i believe that god is moving amen god is speaking upon this this uh to the people and you know remember remember look let's just go back and let's take a look at this uh during samuel's time you know he was a very young child growing up in the house of the lord and remember that the lord spoke and the lord told samuel he called him. He began to speak. It says that ere the lamp of God went out, God was still speaking. You know, it took Eli a little bit of, of time to actually perceive that it was God. Because, you see, many in the body of Christ have grown cold, have gotten lukewarm to the things of God. But I believe that just like in the day of, Sam, of Samuel, when God raised him up as a young child, he is raising up this generation to see the nations of the world shaken by the power of God. It is only going to be, it's not going to be through religion. It's not going to be through a smile or a wave, but it's going to be when the church full of the Holy Ghost rises up and begins to walk in the authority and the power that God has given them. And so we have been anointed church. You have been called for such a time as this. And so really, that's so such an important thing to look at, church, is what are you doing? What is your purpose? What is your plan? You know, one of the questions I get asked as, as a lot as a pastor is I get asked, 
What is my purpose? What is my plan? God has a plan. God has a purpose for you. Look, and I'll tell you what, even with this coronavirus going on, it's not God's plan that you should die. It's not God's plan that you should even get infected, but that you are inoculated by the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God slain before the foundations of the world. Amen? Amen. And so that's what we're going to see and we're going to take a look at today. Because the reality is God wants you to reign in life. God doesn't just want you to survive. Amen? Amen. He wants you to reign in life. God has anointed you for victory. But one of the things that we're going to look at today in the fact that it's not over. Amen? Who believes that? Yes. I mean, we might be, it might seem like end of days. And I believe it is the beginning of the end of days. Amen? I believe that although it's not over, we're getting closer. Amen? It's getting near. And so we have to be ready. More than any time, church, we need to be ready. Amen? Because when Jesus comes back for His bride, He is looking for a bride that is without spot or without wrinkle. Amen? Amen. And that's why it's very important that we don't compromise. It's very important that we don't back down or back away but it's time church to turn up the heat and i believe just like we can see over in hebrew where it talks about really uh you could see even in hebrews let's just go there hallelujah looking at hebrews we can see starting in verse one Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. So, we can see, church, that even here, and I'm not going to go through the entire chapter. I, I, I pray that you will on your, on your devotional time go through it. But what you will see here is, really, we call it, in a way, a, the hall of faith. Because we can see that these men and women of God, they believed God. They didn't back away from the things of God. And what we can see them actually being is the pioneers of breakthrough. I mean, there are things here that they accomplished that were never accomplished. Look at Enoch. When it got to Enoch, he says, I mean, you could read before it. It said, such and such lived this long and had this many kids and such and such Lived this long. I mean, they lived hundreds of years. 
And then they had so many kids. And it begins to talk about one after the other. But you can see it said something very important there. And I just grab a hold of this. When it got to Enoch, although the others said that they died, they were this old, they had this many kids, and they died. They were this old, and they had this many kids, and they died. It got to Enoch, and Enoch said, I'm not going that way. Amen? But he began to walk with God. He was close to God. He got in God's presence. Amen? And it said that God took him. Amen? He chose a different way. Church, you can rise up. You can see breakthrough. You can see this thing turn around in America and across the nations of the earth. You don't have to go with the status quo. Amen? But as faith comes alive this morning, I really believe this message is timely and it's for you. It's not done. It's not over. America's not gone. I remember talking with an evangelist up in uh, Arkansas. Actually, no, it was in Missouri. And I remember talking to this evangelist and he said, it's too far gone. It's too far gone. There's no hope for America. America's too far gone. I said, you need to quit. You should resign the ministry right now. You call yourself an evangelist. But it's through the gospel and the demonstration of the gospel. Amen. The gospel, the good news is to be preached and it is to be demonstrated. Amen. Come on, church. It's to be preached and it is to be demonstrated. I mean, just like Jesus went about teaching and preaching and healing those that were sick. I mean, come on, church. Isn't it now a great opportunity? I believe these are exciting times. That's why if you're, if you're worrying, if you're concerned, cast your cares upon Jesus. There should be no alarm going off in fear, but the alarm should be going off that time to wake up, church. It's time to come alive. I believe that we are on the threshold and we're seeing it. We're seeing it now. We're seeing it unfold. That there is a great spiritual awakening happening. But it will be the church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It will be the church. Because we are the restraining force on the earth today. So it's not until. it's not. Come on church. I mean we're, we're yes. We're going to get the heaven out of here. At one time. But before we do. We have work to do. There's much to do. Amen. So really as this. As this message, and, and so you're saying, well, what, what part of the service is this? Well, I'm just kind of saying hi and just giving an introduction, amen? Because we're believing for America, we're believing for the nations of the world to be shaken by the power of God. But He uses the church, amen? And I believe that God has picked you. He has handpicked you. You that are here, you that are watching, you that are listening, God has handpicked you to live in this day and this hour. He didn't pick you to live way back when sometime. Amen? It might have been neat going on Noah's Ark. It might have been neat seeing some of the things that were in the past. Amen? But I tell you what, what we're about to see, church, it's going to make history. What we're about to see is a great harvest of souls. It's not time to be turning you know turning back and looking towards Egypt amen but it's time to move forward to the promised land god has called you amen for such a time as this so it's not over church that's good news amen hallelujah but god really wants you to reign in life he has anointed you for victory you know i'm reminded of a story about a man i believe that it was in uh, actually in in texas i believe it was in the houston area but there was a homeless man 
who was actually found in an alley, and he had died. And as they began to examine his body, you know, they checked out, tried to find some ID. They found that he had 20, it was over $20,000 strapped to his body. Over $20,000 that he had strapped to himself. I mean, here it is, he had all this money, he had all the resources he needed to live, but he died of starvation. He was malnutrition, and he actually died. I mean, he didn't even go down and spend $1 for a hamburger off the dollar menu. But he starved to death with over $20,000 strapped to his body. Isn't that like the church? Church, you have so much. You have all the resources. You have everything that you need. Amen? You have everything you need to live in victory. You are more than a conqueror. You have all the resources of heaven. Amen? And the backing of heaven. So don't starve in an alley somewhere. But begin to use what you have. You see, the problem is that man never put it in to use. Amen? He never put it into circulation. Begin to put what God has given you into circulation. Begin to put it to use, church. Amen? See, that's the thing is, we're not going to die because we haven't used what we have. Amen? That's why we have health. That's why we have prosperity. We have the resources of heaven. Amen? Now go with me, if you will, hallelujah, to Romans 5, 17. Hallelujah. I know you're going to be blessed this morning as you're watching and as you're listening. Amen. Hallelujah. Who's blessed this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 5, verse 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. You see, church, you're called to reign. You're called to live in victory. You don't, I mean, many, many times they're doing these spiritual warfare. I mean, is there spiritual warfare? Absolutely. But you don't have to fight with things in the atmosphere. Amen? You don't have to do these over-spiritual, spiritualistic things. But that you, church, amen, can rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost. And you are already called more than conqueror. Amen? You are called more than a conqueror. Because Jesus has already conquered it for, for you. The reality is, church, we are not called to battle with the devil. We are called to victory over the devil. We are called to victory over the enemy. Amen? Amen. Look at when the 12 spies went in. You know, I talk about this a lot, a lot, but we can learn something very important. When the 12 spies went in, as, as, the, as the children of Israel were freed from Egypt, there was 12 spies that went in to spy out the land. You know, it's amazing because that's what many churches do, is they get a committee together to go in and see if that's what's best. If God told you it belongs to you, it is the best. Amen? And you don't need a committee to make the decision if it's safe, if it's the best. 
I mean, don't even get me started on what's going on with the coronaviruses where you have church boards and the elders and the deacons and everybody getting together determining what's best for the church and what's not best for the church. Look, church, you can walk in perfect health. Amen? This coronavirus is far from you. Amen? No sickness and disease can come near your dwelling. Amen? And I want to remind you, you are the dwelling place of the Holy Ghost. Amen? You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So no sickness and disease can come near you. Amen? And we're going to look at some of those things, key things here a little bit later. Amen? Hallelujah. But as you can see here in verse 17, as what we read... For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that's how you're going to reign. Amen. And God has graced you. Amen. He has anointed you. You have the supernatural abilities. Amen. To do what God has called you to do. Look, if God asks you to do something or has called you to do something, don't you think He's going to give you the resources to do it? Because the reality is we can see in the natural. We can see that in the natural. That we can't do it in ourselves. But we have faith in God. So getting back to the 12 spies, here they, all, here they go in. You know, only two, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a good report. Only two came back with a good report. The other 10 came back with what? An evil report. Isn't that amazing? How God calls it an evil report? Why was it an evil report? Because it was not a report of faith. You see, God had told them that belonged to them. God told them that was theirs. God told them to just go in and possess the land. Amen? And so, they came back, those 10, with an evil report. Don't ever find yourself in a position where you're coming back with an evil report. Look, you, can, you have to make a choice. Amen? Look, life is full of choices. You make them every single day. But are you going to believe the report of what the doctors are saying about the coronavirus? Are you going to believe the report about the doctors that have the report and give the result that somebody has cancer or somebody has diabetes or somebody has heart disease or whatever that foul spirit might be, whatever that sickness and infirmity might be, are you going to re- believe the report of the doctor or are you going to believe God's word? Amen. Are you going to really believe the report that God has for you, which God says that you are the healed of the Lord? Look, I'm here to tell you, church, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. He has not changed. Nor has God's word changed. It will never change. And in it is life. In it is freedom. Amen. But we have to know it for ourselves. That's really one of the important things that we can see is we've got to know it for ourselves. You can't get anywhere in life off of somebody else's coattails. Amen. At some point, you've got to rise up in your own. Amen. And what God has called you to do. So here here it is. You have the 12 spies. Two have... A good report. Amen. And you know what it even says, if you read a little bit further, it says that it's because they had a different spirit. Well, what was that spirit? Amen. That was a spirit of faith. You know, and that wasn't a spirit of fear. God is not giving you a spirit of fear. Amen. Amen. But he is giving you a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Yes. He is giving you that spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Not fear. You see, the evil report was because of fear. But the good report was because of faith. 
And what is faith? It's believing God's word. God said that is yours. That belongs to you. Go in and possess it. Amen. So I believe, church, there's a great opportunity that each and every one of you right now in the body of Christ, as you begin to rise up, I believe it's a time to see this nation turned around. Amen. Amen. Come on, your family. I'm, I believe family members are going to get saved. I believe family members are going to get healed. I believe family members are going to get transformed. Amen? Amen. Come on, who's believing, church? Yeah. I mean, who has loved ones that need to get saved? Amen? Amen? Who has loved ones that they're spiraling out of control? I mean, there's addictions and all these things, but I believe, hallelujah, that God is shaking everything right now. And it's a time to turn to Him. Amen? Not to turn to the government. Not to turn to the doctor. Not to turn to some prescription medication. Not to turn to alcohol and drugs. But to turn to God. You say, well, why are you talking about that? Because many people turn to things instead of turning to God. Amen? Amen. But we can turn to God. We can put our trust in God. And that's what it's about, church. It's about trusting Him in this time. Yeah, these are uncertain times. But guess what? He has... A game plan for you. Amen? He has a game plan. He has a purpose. It's about getting in on what heaven is doing. Amen? What God is speaking. It's beginning now, church. Amen? And we're going to see this thing turn around. So don't lose hope. Don't draw back. But draw nearer to God. Amen? It's a time more than ever to press in. It's a time more than ever. Amen? To turn up the heat. Amen? Amen. So... But let's look at some things that are very important to accomplish everything that God has called us to do. Amen? Because guess what? It's not over yet. Amen? It's not done. God's not done with America. God's not done with your family. God is not done with you. He is still working in every one of our lives. Amen? But something very important here, if we can see, and uh, let's just look here because... um, Why don't you go to James, James 2, amen? And while you're going there, you know, it's very important to understand that our hearts, amen, our spirits need to be built up. Our spirits need to be built up. You know, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And that word finisher really means developer. He's the developer of our faith. But how has faith come? It comes by hearing the word of God. And so as we begin to hear the word of God and allow God to mature us, amen, and we grow up and mature in the things of God, then faith will come alive, amen, that our heart would then begin to grow in faith, amen. And I'll explain that a little bit later. But the main point I want to make here is the condition of your heart determines the condition of everything else around you, amen. Ultimately, the condition of your heart is the basis of your relationship with God. Amen? Amen. So, now's the time. There's no excuses. Many people are self-quarantined. As a matter of fact, it's mandatory in some states, in some places. So, there's no better time. We have no excuse that we can't spend time with God. Amen? We always need to make time, but now we don't have an excuse. Amen? We should be making time on a daily basis to spend with God and to draw near. Amen? So, very important, though, that we we do that. Amen? Because, really, it's growing our faith. 
and our, uh, and uh, we can't have any kind of doubt or fear allowed in our life. So, did you get to James 2, Amen. verse 14 through 20? James 2, verse 14, starting in verse 14, we'll probably go through about verse 20. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone." Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doth well. The devils also believe, and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Amen. See, a lot of people say they believe God. But you know what it says here? We just read that the devils believe in God. The difference is they don't trust God. They don't have faith in God. And they definitely don't obey or serve God. So there is a big difference, church, is that we must activate our faith on a daily basis. We must see faith as an action word. It's not just believing something, but it's demonstrating what you believe. Amen? Come on, church. It's believing, but it's also demonstrating. Amen? And so it's very important, church, that you demonstrate this. That you don't allow anything to come in. You know, I say it all the time. Fear, is the so- fear doubt, and unbelief are the Siamese triplets from hell. But that you would allow faith to come alive in your heart. Amen? And not allow anything. You know, like when there is a fire, some people use water. Some people use an extinguisher. You can throw a wet towel on things. That you would not allow anything of this world to throw a wet towel on you. Amen? You would not let anything extinguish your faith and that fire that is on the inside of you, church. But that you would rise up in such a time as this. You know, it's really time to turn up the heat. Amen? Amen? It's not time to get cooled off. Come on. We're not called to be the frozen chosen. Amen? Amen. But we are called as ministers of flames of fire, church. And now is our time. Now is our hour. Although we're not done yet, it's getting near. And we've got to be ready more than ever before. Amen? Amen. So faith without works is dead. Faith has to be worked. Amen? Faith has to be worked. So when you work faith, faith works. Amen? Did you see that? When you work your faith, faith works. Amen? So, we have to have faith in God. And we got to have the God kind of faith. Go with me to Mark 11. And we'll look here on something that's going to help you going to help you grow in the area of faith and understand 
Mark chapter 11. And we're going to read some different scripture here. Amen. But Mark 11. I'm going to start in verse 11. And it says, And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things, and now the eventide was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came. If haply he might find anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Amen. So he's seeing a fig tree that doesn't have fruit, and he cursed it. He said, You're not going to bear it. You're going to wither up. Amen. And so it's interesting because it says, and his disciples heard it. You know, I wonder many times, I mean, I'm sure being with Jesus, you see, they heard things they never heard before. Even this morning, you might be hearing some things you've never heard before because God wants to speak, speak into your life. He wants to see your faith go to a new level. Amen. Really, because He wants to see you go to the next level in your walk with Him as you would draw near and draw close to Him. Amen? But see, it was only the ones that actually learned some things that were close to Him. It was His disciples. You're His follower. You're His disciples. As you get close with Jesus, amen, He will show you things. He will show you, amen, how to do things contrary to what it looks like out there. But He will show you how to do things, how to get things done, how to advance His kingdom. Amen? But if we go over to verse 20, let's just go over a little bit there. Starting in verse 20, we'll read about, oh, four verses maybe. It says, actually, yeah, let's start in verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to the remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Look, I'm just going to stop right there because a lot of people say, oh, well, you, you can curse things. Well, look, Jesus did. He cursed that fig tree. So you can curse cancer. You can curse sickness. You can curse it. It'll wither up. Whatever that thing is that's hindering you and plaguing you. Let's just right now, let's just take a, take a moment. I just feel it in my spirit. We're just going to pray. Lord God, I curse the coronavirus. I curse this thing that has come against the people of the world, Lord God. I curse this thing that's even coming against the church because this is a spiritual attack as much as it's a natural attack. And I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that when I call upon your name, you hear from heaven and you answer. And so I curse this thing. I curse this thing to the root. I curse coronavirus. I put a restraining order on the devil and on the coronavirus. Get your hands off America. Get your hands off God's people. In Jesus' name. You see, you can speak to things. And you can see here where Jesus actually cursed the fig tree and it withered up. And here we can see, as they were walking by again, the disciples recognized, wait a minute, Jesus, that's the tree you cursed. It's withered up. 
But see, what's interesting is, Jesus responds something very important here in verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Amen? Church, more than ever, we need to have faith in God. But reality is, this is what Jesus is telling us. Have the God kind of faith. Amen? Believe for things. You have power and authority. And as you demonstrate your faith, amen? As you demonstrate your faith, as you act on faith, not on fear. You see, fear paralyzes, faith mobilizes. But as you act by faith, amen, you will see the supernatural take place. That's why when we prayed a moment ago, I believe coronavirus, it's broken off your life. It's broken off your family's life. It will not come near you. I cursed it. It dies. It will never make it to your doorstep. Amen? Amen. Come on, church. That's what we are here to give you good news, to give you the truth, to tell you the facts. Amen? Amen? Not what the media is doing, where the media's got some frenzy. I mean, you could see the media. They're going crazy. The media's having some frenzy. I mean, you know, the reality is, they talk about all of these cases and all the people dying, but they never talk about the recoveries. You know, the recoveries are like 10 to 1. They're outweighing. They're even further beyond that, where people are recovering. So, they never tell you what the doctors are saying, what medical what the medical doctors of the America are saying, or even other countries. They're not telling you the truth. They're just building up this fear. And it's a bunch of fear-mongering. Church, you don't have to walk in fear. Amen? You should have no anxiety. You should have... You know how many people are committing suicide right now, church, because of this thing? Because they're living in fear? I break suicide and every thought of suicide... And every thought of that thing of people killing themselves because it's a spirit of, of killing, a spirit of murder. They're killing themselves. I break that off of people's life this morning. Amen? You will not be depressed. I break depression off of people's life this morning. But that you're going to walk in victory. Amen? And you're going to walk by faith. Not by sight. It really doesn't matter what's happening. It matters what's on the inside of you. What resides on the inside of you, which is the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Amen? If you are born again, if you are saved, then the kingdom of heaven is inside of you. Jesus is on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. So nothing can come against you. Amen? Amen? Nothing can harm or can hurt you. Amen? Amen? But here we see Jesus say in verse 22, Have faith in God. Verse 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe, that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Many people are hindered, or they're hindered in the area of faith, because they have unforgiveness in their heart. You know, I just want to point that out right now. 
Many of the people that we prayed across, prayed for across America, you know, we traveled all over America, lived on the road. But one of the biggest things we would see is people that were bitter and that had unforgiveness in their heart. And so it was a great hindering and hindering factor in their life. You should not allow anything, any offense to stop you from pressing into the things of God. But see, there are things that have come into the church, even into the church, even, yes, unforgiveness. This is Jesus talking to his disciples to make sure that there is nothing left undone in your heart. You need to forgive. And so don't allow, don't be offended. You know, even during this time of coronavirus, you know how much of the church is under persecution over it? How many pastors are being spoken ill of that are being talked about, that are being stabbed in the back, where there's all kinds of different strife that's even being stirred because of this thing. Because pastors say, I take a stand. I take a stand for righteousness. I take a stand for the Word of God. I take a stand as even on our Constitution because we have a constitutional right of religion and of assembly and of speech. Amen? Amen. Where they would try to limit and stop the churches from congregating, the churches from meeting, the churches getting together. So, I mean, and then when the pastor says, well, we're going to have church, then, then people, I mean, all over, I mean, other pastors are attacking pastors. You're putting those people in danger. Isn't the church an essential part of America? It was founded on Christian principles. I almost made a word up there. Christables. Amen? Sometimes I just got to wind up the, you know, you got to get that wound up. Amen? So it seems like an intense message this morning, but I'm going to tell you, I have joy in my heart. Amen? I have joy. You say, oh, you're just being optimistic. You're just being, no, you know, yes, you need to look in, in the positive things, but you got to know what the negatives are so you can overcome the negatives. Amen? But I'm not just, just smelling the roses and just going through life, not accomplish anything, like just everything is just wonderful and everything is all great and everything's just all hunky-dory, as, as my grandparents used to say. No, there are problems, there are issues, there are troubles, and you're going to see them. Jesus himself said you're going to see them. Amen? Jesus himself even says, you can read over in Acts 1, where they said, well, what about, is this the time? Is this the time when Israel's going to be restored? Is this the time? And, and you know what Jesus said? Don't worry about the times and the seasons. That's in God's hands. He said, but what I'm going to put in your hands is power. Amen? What I'm going to put in your hands is power. You see, church, God wants to equip you with power so you can overcome what is going on. Amen? So don't worry about the times. Don't worry. But even with the persecution, it's so terrible to see that there's all these people in persecution. I mean, they're beating up on pastors. I mean, if they would be able to go eat at the restaurant, they would be having pastor for lunch. How can the pastor do this? He puts the people in danger. Actually, that is the safest place you can be on the face of the planet. Amen? If you think hospitals are essential, if you think Walmart is essential, you can go into a Walmart. My goodness. They're not limiting people. You can walk in there. You can go. You can shop. I mean, how is that any different than going to church? Amen? Come on. Where it should be a safe place. It's not a time, church, to, to turn back, amen? It's not a time, church, to get cooled off. It's not a time, church, amen? Come on, to just go easier on things. It's time to push harder, amen? It's time to push forward, amen? It's time to turn up the heat. That's really what we are expecting, amen? To see a great spiritual awakening. We're 
contending, amen, for the heart of America and for the heart, for souls, amen. That's what we're contending for. That's why you see this push that's coming from the enemy, amen. But you don't have to live in fear, amen. But you can see here, very important, that whatever you ask, amen, whatever you ask, very important, the God kind of faith is speaking faith. And that's what I want to get to. Amen? Is one key that you're going to need to understand. It's not just believing and sitting around. But as you begin to speak. Amen? Speak the word of God. Speak what his promises are. Amen? Speak to those things. Speak to the mountain. Amen? Speak to the problem. Speak to the trouble. Speak to the disease. It's time. Amen? It's time to stop talking about your problems and talking about your mountain and begin to speak to the mountain. Begin to speak to the problem. Amen? Come on. I mean, a lot of people spend all their time talking, you know, crying out to God and and really not even crying out to God, more of complaining to God about how big their problems are. Why don't you just start telling your problem how big your God is? Amen? And start beginning to speak to the problem, not speak about the problem. I mean, not go from person to person to person. We know people like that. We have, we all know and encounter people that are that way. They go talk to this person. Then they talk to this person. Then they talk to that person. Then when they can't get it, they'll go to the beauty salon. And they'll get, they'll get, they'll be able to talk to everybody at the beauty salon. Amen? I mean, come on. Really, church, it's about rising up in faith. Amen? Rising up. Beginning to demonstrate the power and authority given to you, the church. Amen? Given to you by who? The head of the church. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, the, the, the important thing is, you know, and I say this a lot, and I'm going to re-emphasize it, amen, is the greatest voice of faith, amen? So that's when you begin to speak. Speak by faith. Speak. Speak against sickness. Speak against disease, amen? But the greatest voice of faith you will ever hear is your voice, amen? Look, it's not my voice. It's not some preacher's voice. It's not some evangelist's voice. It's not any person, amen, but it is your voice. That is the greatest voice of faith that you will ever hear. But when you begin to speak, let me tell you what, you speak by faith, sickness and disease goes. Demons, they run scared, amen, hallelujah. You see, even, that's where, you know, I remember the old story of, of there, there was told about that there was this home of this preacher, and they were at home, and they were eating dinner, and you know, the devil was out doing his own his thing and, and out training demons. And he was going from house to house to house. The devil was going from house to house to house with all these demons saying, go in there and get them. Go in there and put sickness on them. You know, because I'm here to tell you, sickness is not from God. Sickness is from the enemy. Amen? And so he was going about doing all this, putting, putting sickness, putting disease, you know, uh, putting people in poverty. I mean, just all kinds of things were going on. But then they come by this preacher's house and his family's house. And the demon said, well, look, isn't that a preacher that lives in there? We need to get in there. We need to destroy that preacher. We need to destroy that family of faith. And the devil looks in there and says, no, don't go in that house. Don't go. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Don't we? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Devil, are we supposed to go in there? Why are we supposed to destroy that family? I mean, we hate that family. They're, they love God. They're helping people. We need to stop them. They're advancing God's kingdom. And the devil said, no, don't even go. Don't dare to go into that house. 
He says, because I've been into that house. I tried to go in there my own self. And they kicked my butt. They cast me out. And so that's what you, church, that's what you can do. You can say, devil, you're not welcome in my house. You're not welcome in my family. You won't have my kids. You won't have my wife. You won't have my husband. But that you get the hell out of here, Satan. You don't belong here. Amen? Amen. And you have power and authority over the devil and over sickness and over principalities of darkness. Amen? You're called to victory over the devil. Amen? So it's very important that you use your voice, though. You begin to speak by faith. Amen? You begin to speak by faith. And as you do, amen, you will see things begin to move. You will see the mountain removed out of the way. Amen? So, but I want to make a point very clear this morning is faith seated in your heart by the Word of God. So that's how faith is planted and begins to grow in your heart is by the Word of God. Amen? So, faith is seeded in your heart by the Word of God. You know, Mark 4, 14 and 15. Well, let's just read it. Mark 4. Just turn back a few pages. Mark 4, 14 through 15, it says, The sower soweth the word, and there are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Amen? So you can see the word of God is like a seed. The heart of man is like the soil. And so as you hear the word, is that word getting planted and developing and growing in your heart? Or is that word being stolen? You know, the thing about it is, unfortunately, even the loved ones that are around you, even friends that are around you, so-called friends, you know what? They will try to remove that word. You know, have you ever believed God for something? And then everyone that you're around, thinks you're crazy, thinks you've lost your mind. You know what? You should tell them you're absolutely right. I've lost my mind. I don't have the mind of the flesh. I don't have the mind of this world. But I have the mind of Christ. Amen? I've lost my mind. Amen? I have the mind of Christ. You know, you don't have to think the way everybody thinks. That's the status quo. You don't have to act every way that every, like everyone else acts. Amen? That's just the status quo. Amen? But you've got to raise the standard, church. You've got to raise the standard. It's time to come up higher. It's time to come up higher. It's time to take a stand. Amen? So you don't have to go the way of the dodo bird. Amen? You don't have to go the way of the dodo bird. I mean, but you can go God's way. Amen? Amen. So you, many times, though, you'll see it's going to be the ones that come and they try to steal that thing. I mean, look, circumstances in life, situations trouble thing comes to try to steal the word but it's when you begin to use the word amen it's when you begin to act on the word it's begin when you begin to speak that word by faith amen and just allow that word to grow and the way really to get it to grow is to use it amen, amen. hallelujah jesus was saying here that the seed is the word and the soil is the heart of man the more the word is sown into your life amen 
the more faith will grow. Let me say that again. The more the Word of God is sown in your life and you begin to protect it. You begin to protect it from any scavenger, from anything that would try to take it away. Amen? But as you protect it, amen, and you begin to use it, and you begin to speak by faith, then guess what? You will grow in faith. You will begin to mature and develop as believers. Amen? So it's very important that that happens. You see, your heart then... And let me, let me say it this way. The more the word is sown into your heart, then the things of the spirit are being sown into your heart. Amen. It's a good way to look at it. The more that the word is in your heart. Amen. It's the things of the spirit that are beginning to be sown in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. So you say, well, what's the heart? I mean your spirit. That's what when we talk about the heart, it's your spirit. It's the real you. You are a spirit. Amen. You're not just a bobblehead, a talking head. Just, have you ever seen those little bobbleheads? You know, they give them away. We were just at a, at a basketball game, you know, and the kids got a bobblehead. And so uh, the kids went to a basketball game and they, I think they were giving away bobbleheads, you know, and that little bobblehead thing just pops around. You can put it on the dash of your car and it pops around. But that's how many people just going through life, just bobbling, just, uh, you know. But it's got to be more than that. Amen? Come on. You're not just a talking head. Amen? You're not just a body. You are a spirit. Amen? That has a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. That lives in a body. Amen? But it is your spirit that needs to be built up. Amen? And it's going to be built up by the Word of God. It's faith then is injected. Amen? It's a spiritual thing. We can see in Romans ten seventeen, it says, though then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I like to give you the Jason translation. Are you ready for it? I mean, some read it in the King James, the Amplified, the New Living Translation. There's so many different translations. American Standard Version. There's so many different ones. But let me give you the Jason translation. It says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So then, it's literally meaning this. Faith comes by hearing, and 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 hearing, continually hearing the Word of God. Amen? It's one thing that we should never stop, hearing the Word of God. We should never limit from hearing the Word of God. Amen? Come on. Who goes into the kitchen and serves them a glass of whatever their favorite beverage is? You know? Even though you shouldn't drink them soft drinks, but think about, you know, the Coca-Cola or whatever one that you do like. Amen? Do you just pour a little bit and take a little sip? That's what many believers do with the Word of God. That's why they have, you know, they'll have times of 30 seconds with God. I mean, my goodness, really? Is that what we have lowered ourselves to, church? They'll spend this very, very little. It's like they would go in, get them a glass, like I like orange juice, Go get you a glass of orange juice and just take a little tiny little sip. No, fill that cup up. Amen. Fill yourself up with the word of God. Amen, church. Yeah. You got to begin to fill it. Don't just take a little sip on things. Don't just take a little. Who's going to take, get a little big, get a big old piece of cheesecake served to them and they're just going to eat the little tip off of it. No, eat the thing. Enjoy the thing. But that's what the church does. It's like they eat the things of the world and drink the things of the world. But when it comes to the spiritual things of God, why are we limiting that? Amen. Come on. Let's just, let's go have more. Amen. Come on. Because remember, Matthew 5, 6 says, it says, <laughs> it says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, 
for they shall be filled. How hungry, how thirsty are you for the things of God? Amen? And that's really what it's about. So we can see, then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Think of it this way. Amen? Faith comes by hearing, but continually hearing. Amen? Amen. If you want your faith to grow, it doesn't say pray for faith. Do we see here Jesus saying, I mean, we can see in the Word of God, they say, give us faith. And Jesus says, you're asking the wrong thing. I've given you faith. Just begin to use the faith that you already have. Amen? Many people are praying for things they already have. God has given you a measure of faith. You don't have to pray and ask for things that belong to you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Just begin to use the things that God has given you. Hallelujah. And that's really what it's about. Because you can't get faith by asking. God or praying to God. Amen. You get faith by what? Hearing the word of God. That's how faith comes. Amen. Another point I want to make is faith forms everything around you by the word of God. That means everything around you is formed by the word of God. Amen. Faith turns the word into power. It's very important. Amen. Faith turns the word into power. And then it begins to form. That's how you, by faith, you form everything around you. Because why? Because the Word of God, and you're taking your faith and applying it. Hebrews 11, we were just there. I read a little bit. But let's go back to Hebrews 11. Specifically, I'm going to read from just verse 3. It says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen? So it says there, we can see through faith, what? We understand that the what? That the worlds were framed by what? By the Word of God. Amen? I'm trying to break it down, even though the Word's not broken. Amen? I'm trying to just show you in pieces. You see, the worlds were framed by the Word of God. We should allow God's Word to frame everything in our lives. Amen? Everything around our lives. It's by the Word of God. But it's going to be when we take and put our faith with it. Amen? Our life is a faith walk. And by faith, amen? By faith, we can see things happen. That's where you will walk in things. And you walk out. Amen? You've got to really walk out these things, church. We really, it's not just from sit, sitting in a pew somewhere. It's not just for sitting in a, in a lazy boy somewhere. It's not for just sitting on the couch, amen, eating potato chips. It's that we put our faith to work. Our faith should be in operation, amen. Hallelujah. So our life is a faith walk, not a faith crawl, not a faith sit around and do nothing, but a faith walk. We walk it, amen. We walk it. We walk it, amen. By the word of God, that walk will increase in faith. Amen? Did you get that? As you walk by faith, that walk will increase in faith. Amen? But the other side of that, it can also diminish. Amen? It's either going to increase or it's going to decrease. Amen? So, it can diminish in faith based on how much we hear and act on God's word. That's why it's very important that we don't just sit around. And do nothing. But that we've got to utilize the time. Amen? 
we have to make sure that we redeem the days and the hours. Amen? Why? Because it says in the Word of God, it says that the days are evil. Amen? Come on, that's why we've got to redeem the time. We've got a chance, church. We've got a church, a time to see. We've got chance, church. Ha! Help me, Jesus. Amen? We've got time to see this thing turn around. Amen? We've got time. There is time. I believe that even though the time that is near, we're not done yet. There is still time to turn this around. I believe that with all my heart. Amen? That's why I say it. That's why the Lord spoke to me. When this whole thing was hitting, when this whole thing with the coronavirus and this attack of this Chinese virus was hitting, the thing about it is, God spoke to me and said, it's okay. You're going to come out on top. The church is going to come out on top. I believe everything right now is being shaken. But no matter what's what's happening, the church is going to come out on top. That means you. That means the body of Christ is going to come out on top. You see, we're above only and never beneath. Amen? You say, well, give me a scripture. Give me a word. You see, because when the Lord speaks to me, I always line it up with His word. Amen? That's why many people are deceived, thinking that this, this oh no, this is there's no hope. That's why I was talking about the... The, the evangelist. There's no hope for America. Wait a minute. That's your job. Amen. Get out there and preach and demonstrate. Amen. Preach, teach, and demonstrate. That's your job. Amen. And if you believe there's no hope for America, you need to resign, man. If there's no hope for this world, you need to resign from the ministry immediately. Go do something. Go. I mean, my goodness. Come on, church. It's time to rise up. That's why I'm not a doom and gloom preacher. This is not a doom and gloom message. Amen. There's still time. But I line up everything with the Word of God. Amen? Always remember that. How do you interpret the Word of God? By the Word of God. And so, whenever the Lord speaks, when He says, the church is going to come out on top, where's the Scripture? It says, you'll go above only and never beneath. Amen? Come on, church. It's time. And this is a great opportunity. Some people live a life of adapting to their surroundings and change based on the world around them. Amen. Did you hear me? Some people adapt and change based upon the situation, based upon the circumstance, based upon what's around them. But you're not called to adapt to the world. You are living in this world, but you're not of this world. Amen? Amen. Come on. That means you don't adapt to the world. You're not to be like the world. Amen? You're to be different. Amen? You are carriers of the anointing. You are carriers of the fire of God. You are carriers of faith. Amen. You are anointed. You are appointed. You have been called by God. You are not called to act and live and be like the world. Amen. You're not called to just live in the status quo. But you are called by God for a great purpose. And I believe that purpose is going to unfold in your life as you seek Him, as you press into the things of God. He's going to show you exactly what to do. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you. Help you. Amen? As you get under the anointing that you would hear from God. Amen? But it's very important that we don't adapt to our surroundings. We don't change based on what's happening around us. Amen? But a person of faith changes the world around them. Amen? Amen. A person of faith, look, and I'll say it this way, a person of fear adapts to what's around them. A person of faith changes what's around them. Amen? You know, one of the greatest stories that, that we use and uh, coach 
He uses this all the time. He uses it on the campuses all across South Texas with athletes and bands and coaches and as he goes in and, and, and preaches the gospel. But he talks about this story. It's one that we've used many a times regarding the change. It's like an egg, a carrot, and a coffee bean. What happens if you take an egg that is raw and you put it into boiling water? It gets hard. And that's what happens a lot of times. People go into a situation very fragile, very vulnerable. But guess what? It begins, the moment that a hot situation, it heats up in their life, a circumstance, a situation, what do they do? They get hard. They get bitter. They, they allow offense and unforgiveness and all these things to come in. They get hard, like a hard-boiled egg. So actually, that hot water changed that egg. And that's how people are. The hot situation changes the person, makes them hard. Then you have the carrot. That carrot's hard. When it comes out of the ground, it's hard. But the moment you put it into hot water, it gets soft. And that's how a lot of people are. They're hard, but then they get introduced into some situation that's difficult, and they get wishy-washy. They just get soft. They just have what happened. They had a spine. They no longer have a spine. We can't be spineless Christians. We can't be a spaghetti-laid Christians, church. Amen? Where we just go with every wind. Amen? Come on. So don't get soft. Amen? Have a spine. Have a backbone. Amen? Be bold in the Lord. Amen? But then you take the coffee bean. Who likes coffee? We like our coffee around here. Amen? Who, who's ever taken coffee bean and put it in some hot water? The moment it gets and makes contact with that situation, with that hot water, something begins to change. Guess what happens? The color of the water changes. The aroma begins to even change. You see, that coffee bean does not allow anything to change it. It changes everything around it. Amen? It infuses the very water. Amen? Come on. You have the DNA of heaven. You can infuse those situations. Amen? Around you because you have the DNA of heaven. You change everything around you. The entire atmosphere changes. Amen? That's the that's awesome thing. Don't forget that coffee tastes good too. So you see, it changes everything. Isn't that amazing? Be like the coffee bean. Amen? Don't allow the situations in life to change you. You change the situations as you speak in faith. As you begin to speak the Word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we can see faith begins to form everything around us. Amen? So don't allow things to change you. Amen? And we just read a lot of that. Amen? In Mark 11, 11, 14, and 20 through 24. We have faith in God, which is the God kind of faith. Amen? So how did God, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this one more thing about this point. How did God form this world? By His Word. He spoke it. Let there be. Amen? Hallelujah. Let there be light. Let there be. I mean, come on. You can begin to speak, and things will begin to change. Amen? 
The God kind of faith is speaking faith. So, and don't ever forget this too. God is more eager to answer than we are to ask a lot of times, church. I mean, it's like we just, I can't ask God. I can't. Yes, you can. You can ask Him. He is more eager to answer than you are to ask. Amen? Another point I want to make is faith always produces a result. Amen? Faith. I'm talking about real faith here, church. It produces a result every time. Amen? If there is one thing that moves God, it is faith. Amen? We understand faith pleases God. Amen? Faith moves God. Hallelujah. We, we see in Scripture so many times Jesus say this, by your faith, because of your faith. Amen? By your faith be it done. Amen? Unto you. Or we see it, according to your faith. Amen? So it's really about your faith. Amen, church? It's about our faith as we begin to exercise and use our faith. So that's the important thing is that's why we can't allow our rights to be stolen. You know, we can't surrender to the things of the world and to the threats and to the enemy. But we rise up in faith. Amen? Because really it's not going to be according to your neighbor's faith. It's not going to be according to some person's faith that's a friend or a neighbor or a family member, but it's according to your faith. Amen? Amen. It's according to your faith. And as you begin to use your faith, it will produce a result. Look, we understand. Things happen. There are facts about things. Some people, I mean, if they get a diagnosis with cancer, that is a fact. They have a cancer. But faith does not deny fact. Faith changes it. Amen? That means that cancer has to leave. That cancer has to go. Amen? So no matter what the report is, that might be a fact in the natural. But you allow God to put the supernatural, amen, the super on top of your natural by faith. Amen? The supernatural begins to work. Amen? In your life. And guess what? Faith changes it. Hallelujah. So God is looking for the person that has faith to believe for whatever they ask that they will receive it. Amen? That's John 14, 13. 14. We're not going to go there and read that, right? So, but what is that saying? Faith doesn't deny fact. Faith changes it. Amen? God's looking for somebody to believe them. Amen? God's looking for somebody who will demonstrate faith. Amen? I mean, we can see it many a times. Hallelujah. So when you come, you know, another important thing, another important thing, very important, amen, and we'll do this in closing, and then we're going to, we're going to give you an, uh, an opportunity to give We'll, we'll do that at the very end, but we're going to take communion together. Amen? amen? But I'm going to close with this, that our faith, amen, if it doesn't move us, is it going to move God? Amen? amen? If our faith does not move us, it's not going to move God. So church, now's the time. Amen? Now's the time. Jesus is looking for those that are going to move and operate and function by faith. So, really, it's not over, church. I mean, there's so much more that I want to continue on and talk about. Amen? There's so many things that are burning in my heart, but they'll come with other messages. Amen? But that right now, let me just pray. Pray with you that are watching, because it's not over. It's not finished. Amen? 
The best is yet to come. I believe we have enough time, church. We have enough time to wrap this thing up. Amen? And we got to get into the flow of heaven. But let me just pray with you that are watching and you that are listening. Amen? I pray right now, Lord God, that you will protect every person that is watching and listening, even as the replay, as people are listening and watching that, Lord God. That, Lord God, that they are protected by you. That they understand. Lord God, many walk in defeat because they're ignorant to the things of God. But I would pray, hallelujah, that they would grab a hold of the things of God, that they would get hungry and thirsty for the things of God, that never before, Lord God, those that are watching and listening, it's not going back to the old, but you're coming into the new. Amen? You will go over this. You will come. You are, you, are, you are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You are not a survivor, Lord God. I pray that the anointing comes on people right now, Lord God. That even faith will come alive on people's hearts. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in people's lives personally. What you're doing in their families, their loved ones, their friends, their neighbors, their business associates. Thank you, Lord God, that now is the time to act. And as the church hears this message, as people hear this message, they will begin to act. But they're going to act by faith. And they're going to do things, Lord God, that are going to be impossible in the natural. But they're possible with you, Lord God. And that when we act by faith, we can get on that same playing field as you, Lord God, where there is nothing impossible if we have faith. So I thank you, Lord God, even for those that are watching. Look, I'm going to speak to you. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation. Don't hesitate. My friend, let me ask you, if you were to breathe out your last breath, where would you spend eternity? There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And there is a reality to life after death. If you don't know, if you were to die this very second that you would go to heaven, you can know for sure. You can call upon the name of the Lord this very moment and He will save you. And I want to pray with and for you here. But also there is a category of people I'm talking to as well. That you served God at one time. You were born again at one time, but you walked away from God. You turned your back on God. You know you're not serving Him and you're out of His will. You can come back to Jesus. You know, it's time, my friend, not to delay or put off any longer. You could say, well, I'll come back to Him at another day. You don't have another day. It's not guaranteed. Amen? You don't know what time is left. So don't delay. But you can come back. Just as the prodigal son came home, God is welcoming you. He's ready for you to come home, my friend. So you can fall in love with Jesus all over again. And I want to pray with and for you. I mean, maybe if something that came in and was catastrophic, something that totally rocked your world, it was like a freight train from hell. Maybe a divorce, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, whatever it may be, things happen. But God loves you and God is on your side. You can come back to him. You can fall in love with Jesus all over again. Maybe it's something that's on the inside. Pride, bitterness, lust. It could be unforgiveness. There's so many things that could come in and take you out of the will of God. But I believe today you're going to come back home. And then thirdly, if the devil is lying to you, the devil's telling you you're not saved, you're not born again, you're not going to heaven, those lies will be broken off your life today once and for all. So I want to pray with you. But you are going to pray with me. Amen? As I lead you in a prayer, say it out loud, but believe it in your heart. Say, Father, it says in your word that if I confess Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart 
that God raised him from the dead, I will be saved. So right now, Father, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe God raised him from the dead and I am saved. Lord, forgive me for all my sins. And at the same time, I forgive all that have hurt me. I forgive everyone that's ever done anything against me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on the flesh. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life completely to you, Lord Jesus. Now use me. Fill me. Anoint me. Help me. Teach me. Lead and guide me. I thank you for saving me. Amen and amen. And now just thank them. Thank them. If you prayed that prayer, no matter what it was, for if it was the first time, or if you've done it in days past, thank them right now for saving you. You're back home. Amen. Hallelujah. And those lies are broken off your life. You'll never have another lie. You'll never have another lie that'll keep you out of God's will. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's just right now, let's take communion together. If someone will pass the elements. Amen. Hallelujah. You that are watching, you that are watching, you that are listening, amen. Get get some juice, get a cracker, some bread, amen. We're going to take this together. Hallelujah. Just examine your heart. Make sure there's nothing in your heart that would keep you Amen. From God's will. There's nothing in your heart that's just lingering around. Just surrender it to God right now. Deal with that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And then take the bread. I'm going to pray over the bread and we'll take it together. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that this bread, this wafer represents your body. And I break it just as your body was broken. That by your stripes... We are healed. That healing is the children's bread. That no sickness and disease can touch us. Nothing can harm us. We will walk in perfect health because of your body that was broken for us. That we have complete health and there is healing in your body, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life freely. That you, it says even you were marred beyond recognition. They could not even recognize you as a man. And you did it all for us. So it is very simple to me. Jesus, you took it on your body so it can't be on our body. That you took it on the cross so it can't be on us anymore. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your body. For there is healing in your body. There is freedom from sickness and disease because of your body. Broken for us. And I thank you. Even now, those that are watching, those that are listening, that you would put your hand on the on on your body, if you have heart problems or diabetes, whatever it may be, back problems, that you would put your hand on your body and begin to pray and rebuke that thing. I rebuke it.
I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease. And we thank you, Jesus, that your body has made the way for us so we can walk in perfect health and healing is ours and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just continue. If you have something, any back problems, begin to move that thing. Amen. Thank Jesus. He is your healer. Begin to thank Him for healing you. Amen. By His stripes you were and you are healed. It will manifest now. Your miracle is now. Healing is now. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then we take the cup. Amen. Hallelujah. Just hold it. Thank you, Jesus. That this cup represents your blood. That you poured out your blood. It was not spilt. It was not by accident. Nothing indicated it as such. But you poured it out freely. That you did it with purpose, on purpose. That this blood, hallelujah, your blood that's represented in this cup washed us and cleansed us. We thank you, Lord God, that as often as we do this, we do it in remembrance of what you have accomplished. We do it in remembrance of you, what you did for us. It was done once and for all. That we are set free, we are made pure, we are holy because of the blood. That the blood washes and cleanses. There's no guilt, no more shame because of the blood. And we thank you also the blood protects. That your word declares the blood speaks for us. That we are marked by the blood. That there is supernatural protection in the blood. That nothing can harm or hurt us because of the blood of the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. And we do it now in remembrance of you and everything you did and everything you accomplished. It is fulfilled and accomplished in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and take it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Just thank Him for it. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Well, I know that you were blessed. Amen. Who was blessed this morning? Hallelujah. As you watch this. Plus, we also want to give you an opportunity to give. Amen? So, you can... Yeah, go ahead. Get ushers. Get ready. I'm going to pray over the tithes and the offering. Amen? Hallelujah. You can also give towards building fund. Hallelujah. Do what God has called you to do. What He's told you to do. Amen? Do what God's told you to do. Hold up the offering. I'm going to pray over it. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. As you give seed to the sower. That we sow the seed in faith. That as we release it, Lord God, that it leaves our hands and it goes into your hands. That you look at our heart. That what a pleasure and a delight that we get to do this. What a privilege it is to be able to give to you and into your kingdom and into souls, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you will bless every single person as they were obedient to you, that you will bless them. That, Lord God, you're not a God of division. You're not a God of subtraction. But you are a God of multiplication and you've put the power of multiplication in the seed. And as this spiritual transaction took place today, Lord God, that there is multiplication coming in their lives, Lord God. Multiplication, a great harvest, Lord God. And that many will be too, Lord God, saved because of the seed sown today. As many people, even today, they invest They invest in your kingdom. They invest in the gospel to advance your kingdom, that the gospel will be preached that the power of God will be demonstrated, that people will be discipled and taught and raised up to fulfill the call upon their lives, Lord God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go ahead.
Hallelujah. Now I want to say to you that are watching, you that are listening, you can give. Go to rivertx.com, click on donate, and you can give with a credit card online. Amen. So you can do online giving, or you can mail your love gift to the River Church, P.O. Box 6375, McAllen, Texas, 78502. So you can make out your check, amen, to the River Church, and mail it to P.O. Box 6375, McAllen, Texas, 78502. Don't just sit there, but participate. Amen. Get involved in what God is doing. What we're believing is we're believing for South Texas to be shaken by the power of God. You know, we've seen since we started the church here, we have seen over 30,000 people give their hearts to Jesus. Amen. That's 30,000, over 30,000 actually, that have been translated out of darkness and into light. And you can sow into that. We are a soul winning church. We are in the community. We are in the schools. We are on the campuses. We're in the business realm, the medical realm. Every single realm shall be shaken by the power of God. And you get to be involved in that and sow into that. Amen. And what a privilege and an honor it is to be a part of that. Amen. Well, we thank you that are watching and listening. We thank everyone that is here. We love you. God loves you. And that God has a great plan for your life. Amen. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Bye-bye.